Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast, short version. We're in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 11 through 14. Concerning him, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. In our last episode, I spoke about the importance of spiritual growth and maturity. The writer is obviously concerned about his reader's ability to hear and understand what he calls the oracles of God. Literally, these are the things that God says. The word he uses here is a similar word to logos. It's the communication of God. So the emphasis is on the ability to hear God. He speaks of them being dull of hearing, and he wishes that they were able to hear under God and receive all the things that God has to say to them. And all this implies that there's a real and dynamic experience in the life of the believer whereby we hear and learn from the Lord. Paul talks about this in Ephesians 4, verses 20 and 21, when he tells the Ephesian Christians that they are not like the Gentiles who do not know God, but they are different in that they did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus. So knowing and hearing and being taught by Jesus is the source of growth. It's not a human effort of trying and doing. It is a spiritual experience in which the indwelling life of Jesus transforms us on a daily basis as we develop the habit of beholding him and acknowledging his presence within us. And as we partake of his life, we are partaking of solid food. This whole process takes place as we rightly acknowledge and begin to understand how the righteousness of God is actually imparted to us. This is what the writer calls the word of righteousness in verse 12. He tells his readers that if they only partake of milk, they are not accustomed to the word of righteousness and they remain an infant in their spiritual condition. So this phrase, word of righteousness, is really unique. It does not appear anywhere else in the Bible. So this always leads to a bit of a challenge in our interpretation when we don't have anywhere else to look to that can shed light on what it might mean. So I want to offer what I believe this phrase is referring to. I believe that the writer is referring to the foundational truth that God imparts his righteousness to us solely through our faith in the work of Jesus Christ and not on the basis of works and human effort. Now, on one level, this may sound really basic because we know that we receive our salvation through faith. But just as in the lives of these Jewish believers who this writer is writing this letter to in the first century, Believers at any point in history can easily fall into a trap of religious legalism 
and self-effort in their relationship with God and miss the essence of all that God has done for them freely in Christ Jesus so that they can experience His righteousness. We've spoken about this in detail when we looked at chapter 4 when the writer was discussing entering into the rest. This is exactly what he's talking about in regards to the message of righteousness Simply put, righteousness has to do with being right with God. And there is nothing that makes us right with God other than what Jesus Christ has done. So the Jewish believers had not fully entered into this reality, or they had entered into it and they were tempted to fall away from it by going back into the practices of Judaism. So as a result, they were still infants or babes in their thinking that their works could enhance their standing before God. And the writer tells them that this is keeping them dull in their ability to hear the Lord and to be taught by Him. Because only Jesus Himself is solid meat, and only He offers the sustenance that we need to grow and mature. It's exactly what Jesus said in John 6 when he has this discussion with the Pharisees about the manna that came out of heaven. And in verse 55, he says, My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Now, we know that Jesus is not talking about eating flesh and drinking blood on the natural level. He's talking about a spiritual experience because he goes on to say in verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying that you partake of my life as true food when by the Spirit you recognize that I am your source and you eat so to speak, he uses the analogy of eating to say, you partake of me as a spiritual exercise. And the more that we develop the exercise, I call it a habit, on a daily basis of eating of the Lord's life and accepting by faith that he is our source of righteousness and right standing before God, then this causes us to mature. It causes us to grow up because because through our acknowledgement of the presence and reality of Christ in us, we experience his life in a deeper measure. And his life sustains this organic process that takes place in our lives whereby we are transformed. And this word of righteousness is the message that we have heard and that we have come to believe. And our believing is on a daily basis. It is our exercise that leads us into maturity as God's children. So we freely receive all that God has done for us in Christ, and we partake of his life in us as we abide in him by faith. We look to him and him only as the source of life. 
And when we do this, we grow with a growth that is from God and his grace works within us to transform us into his likeness. For so many people, this is a very counterintuitive process because our human nature, our human condition constantly tells us, I've got to do something. And the spiritual truth is that we rest. We abide in faith in knowing what God has accomplished for us in Christ Jesus. The whole rest of this book is going to continue to drive this point home that what Jesus has accomplished, the finished work, is where we abide. We rest in that place. And as we do, as we accept the message, the word of righteousness, the way and the means by which God communicates his righteousness to us in Christ Jesus, only this message is what can bring us into full maturity. And this keeps us in a place where we can continually hear the Lord and understand everything that he wants to do in and through our lives as his children. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.